This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News. I'm right here with my main man, Scott Anderson, on the line. And we are here to discuss all the latest WWE news. So much to talk about. Scott, it's been a long while since we've talked, man, at least on the air. The big news, WWE superstar Roman Reigns, who was WWE champion as of 48 hours ago, is suspended for 30 days due to a wellness policy violation. In other words, he failed the drug test, or he refused to take a drug test. I don't know how he doubt he refused to take a drug test, because he released a statement and said, hey, I own up to it. It was very vague, but he essentially said, I own up to it. I screwed up. I apologize to my family, friends, and fans. So chances are he failed for something. We don't know what it is, but the fact that this is the guy that WWE is grooming and was trying so hard to make the next John Cena unsuccessfully, but still, the way he's been positioned for the last year and a half, and he fails a wellness test. Do you remember the last time a major star failed a wellness test? It was Randy Orton, who had quite a few issues in his life. But before Randy Orton, I can't even remember. You think so? What did you say, Scott? Uh, I think it might have been Rey Mysterio. Okay, okay. I had you on mute there for before. No, My bad. Sorry, yeah. I, I th- well, I think they both got suspended around the same time. But yeah, I mean, nobody to the, you know, I mean, no disrespect to, to Mysterio and Orton at the time, but not, this isn't on that level. This is bigger for sure. Yeah, well, Orton was kind of big, I think, because I was 60 well, yeah. days and, it, you know, put kind of his career in jeopardy there. But they've always really loved the guy and, and liked right. him and, and stuck by him, even with all his problems, where a lot True. of other companies would have probably cut him. But and but also he had tenure there. He had been there for, what, like almost 10, I mean, essentially 10 years, because he got suspended, I think, in I think in 2012. He got, he got suspended, or late 2011, whatever, well, you know, around, around mm-hmm. that time. And then he kind of was mired in the mid-card for quite a bit. It was technically, I think, it was even like his third suspension. You know, he had like some weird suspension deal or, or some kind of infraction prior to the official wellness policy. I mean, right. who, who, who the hell knows? But yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns suspended for 30 days. Uh, on the surface, it's it's only 30 days. I mean, it's, you know, look, we don't know what it is. It could have been synthetic marijuana, which is hilarious if it is, because if you smoked real weed, all you'd have to do is just pay a fine. <laughs> you know, and, and from what I understand, synthetic marijuana is not very good for you. Then again, a very lot of dan- drugs. Yeah, very dangerous from what I hear. Yeah. Then again, a lot of drugs aren't good for you. It could have been PDs. Could but, have been Adderall. Yeah. Yeah. Like Adam Rose, who didn't have a prescription, although he claimed to, and then he didn't. And yeah, that, that's a whole another story. But it, it's interesting. I mean, the thing is, you, you look at the DDB wellness policy, almost nobody's failed. We went with a period of what? No failures in almost two years, three years. There was like Heath Slater. Then he went through another period where nobody failed. And then it was Hornswoggle, of all people. And maybe <laughs> maybe Ricardo Rodriguez sprinkled in there. I mean, not exactly you know guys well, that are featured performers or making a whole lot of money. Guys who weren't even on TV at the time, I believe. Yeah, and now you have Roman Reigns. Like, what? And now you have Roman Reigns? Y- yeah <laughs> just just crazy but before we get more in depth into this yes we are live at this time if you're watching us live we do greatly appreciate it it's been quite a while since you and i've gone live and talked to some of these awesome listeners here if you want to join the conversation all you got to do is leave a youtube comment below you can hit us up on instagram at tsc news facebook.com slash the sports courier twitter at sports courier at fred Ricciani, and you can also hit us up on skype the Sports Courier. One word, The Sports Courier. We'll be taking some calls if you guys want to call a little bit later on. But 
it, it seemed like, at least on, I'm from the outside looking in, that the WWE wellness policy favored the top stars and not so much the little stars. And I'm not trying to say there's any corruption or collusion, corroboration, whatever. What I'm saying is it's logical that dudes that are rich, that have a lot of money, that have good doctors, well, good doctors for them, they're well-connected, can get by by passing tests. And it's not just a matter of getting masking agents or anything like that. A lot of these guys don't even necessarily need that. If I'm not mistaken, DDB allows certain exemptions. And as of a few years ago, I think one of those exemptions included testosterone if you happen to have low testosterone. Now, why would a pro wrestler, a great athlete like a pro wrestler in WWE have low testosterone? Well, same thing like MMA, which, which kind of plagued MMA for a while, although MMA's real fighting, and that's why you know, testosterone replacement therapy was essentially banned. You do a lot of steroids or certain types of PDs, you know, HGAs, whatever. It, it, you do so much of it that your body can't produce testosterone naturally anymore. So what do you do? Well, you don't end your career. You just get a doctor to write you a therapeutic use exemption. And I wouldn't be surprised if a number of WWE superstars have that right now. And look, it's show business technically. It, it is a, a physical predetermined sport, but the goal isn't exactly to hurt somebody. You know what I mean, at the end of the day, you want to have your performance and you want to do it with as little pain as possible. You know, if you can help it. Although I know today's style is pretty strong and, you know, pretty, I mean, the, the level of talent in WWE is pretty high right now. And the level in the ring is pretty high. So obviously you're going to have your, your bumps, your bruises and everything else. But the goal is not to hurt your opponent. Whereas in MMA, of course, you know, or, or in boxing, I mean, that's a real sport and you're actually looking to inflict brain damage. So PED use in boxing, combat sports, I take it a little more seriously than, than wrestling. I mean, there's been wrestlers juicing for years, okay, long before in a wellness policy. There will be long after the wellness policy. Again, I don't know if he was juicing. I don't know what the hell he did. On the surface, again, it's only 30 days. But then you dig deeper beyond the surface level. This isn't Heath Slater. This isn't Hornswoggle. This isn't Ricardo Rodriguez. This is Roman Reigns, the guy they were grooming to be the next John Cena, the guy that they wanted adamantly to be kissing babies, to be the, the, the guy that guys want to be, that women love, that children want to look up to. And really... It hasn't worked. The guy has his fans, and the guy's a very good worker, but it just wasn't working for him as the top babyface. Could it work for him as a heel? Possibly. I certainly have a few scenarios mapped up in my head of how he'd be an effective heel. Give him Randy Orton's old legend killer gimmick. Have him just take out kind of modern-day legends like Randy Orton and John Cena over time, build up to maybe a big match with The Rock, have him take out Triple H, culminate with him eventually regaining the world championship, this time as a top heel. And who the hell knows? By that time, after he's allowed to finally let loose on the mic like he did on Monday night, kind of snapping back at the fans, maybe, just maybe, he'll actually be a babyface. Maybe. And perhaps this suspension in the long run will help him because he'll get his ish together. He'll take care of whatever he needs to take care of, whether it be getting a prescription or whatever the hell he he needs to do to take care of that end of business. And maybe that'll encourage WWE to finally say, you know what? He screwed up, but we still want him in the mix. We don't know if we can necessarily trust him as the top babyface right now. I'm just thinking in their mentality. Let's see what happens when you turn him heel. And I tell you what, if he comes back at Battleground and attacks Dean Ambrose and officially, officially turns heel, 
I think it'd be a home run. I, I really do. But in the meantime, as far as in the moment right now, less than 24 hours since the story is broken, uh, it's a bad look for WWE. You never want anybody failing a, a test. But for it to be a guy at the level of Roman Reigns, either he didn't do his due diligence, either, I hate to, to for lack of a better phrase, he was an idiot. Because, I mean, if everybody else has passed you know, these wellness tests, whether clean or not clean, you know, you think a guy that's making a few million a year like Roman Reigns can, uh, or there was just some technicality. But the thing is, if it was a technicality, I highly doubt they'd make this public. And if they would, I, I would think that he'd want it out there, that it's a technicality. And if it's something as little, I don't want to say little, but as minute as synthetic marijuana compared to steroids, you'd think they'd want it out there too. That, hey, our guy's not a steroid guy. He just was stupid and, you know, smoked the joint. But we don't know. Scott, what was your initial reaction when you saw the headline, Roman Reigns suspended for 30 days? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I was on my way to work, and a buddy of mine texted it to me. My first thought was he's he's full of BS because about 10 minutes soon, earlier I was stuck in traffic, looked at my phone real quick, and I know I shouldn't be doing that, but I was stopped, and um, there was nothing online. And then all of a sudden he sent me this, uh, and, and it broke, and it was definitely a surprise. Um, I mean, in a way, you know, this could be the best thing that's ever happened to Roman Reigns because, like you said, if he comes back as a heel – he could become a uh, you know an even bigger star than he already was as a face, not getting over. So mm-hmm. it could work out good for him. On you know, um, you know, I was listening to a couple other um, things earlier about it, and you know, apparently the news was going to break sooner rather than later mainstream. So I think WWE had no choice but to release this information. Yeah. Yep. But why put him in the main event at Battleground? doesn't make any sense at this well yeah point. i forgot to mention thank you for reminding me a wrestling observer radio reported that wwe actually knew about this the the drug test failure prior to battleground or uh, excuse me prior to money in the bank mm-hmm. so why book him in the main event and, and i realize it's the entertainment industry it's pro wrestling look even in sports all right no matter what coaches say or, or you know directors say top stars are always going to get favoritism Okay, guys that are looked at as stars are always going to get favoritism, preferential treatment, you name it. And honestly, I don't even necessarily have a problem with him coming back into the top mix once his suspension's over. I just have a problem with him being booked in the pay-per-view main event, and let's just say he ends up wrestling in the pay-per-view main event. Now, maybe they're looking to separate the Shield guys in the draft. Maybe Roman goes to Raw. Uh, Dean and, and Seth go to SmackDown, whatever. The the fact that he would still be in the main event while being suspended, I mean, I would imagine they'd have to acknowledge it on TV. They'd have to acknowledge, hey, he screwed up, he's owning up to it, and he earned this title shot. But I, I still think it just looks bad. I think if you're somebody that's really hardworking in the back, and from what I understand, Roman Reigns is pretty well liked, but if you're somebody that's you know with the goal in mind of being a main eventer and world champion, and you're working your ass off, and you've never failed a test, I would imagine he might be a little pissed. Maybe not so much at Roman Reigns, but you know, at the company. Like, you screw up, and you've been booed, and it's gotten to the point where they've had to mute boos at times. And it did. Yeah, I mean, they've muted boos. They did it, on Sunday at the pay-per-view, that's for sure. Did they? You you could tell. It was, okay. yeah. If you go I, back and watch, it, it was quiet. It was very quiet. Okay. I, I, quiet. I, I didn't think it was muted. I just think the crowd was tired because the match began around the 11 o'clock uh-huh. hour. 
Oh, maybe. I don't know. It seemed. I don't know. It also but. was a we- that was a weirdly laid out match because Seth Rollins was playing the babyface, Roman Reigns was playing the heel. Just it was ass back. I don't even know if it was ass backwards booking. It was ass sideways booking. It was just made 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 no sense. But uh, you know, I just think it sends the wrong message to the locker room if you put Roman Reigns right back in the pay per view main event. I know he's so. going to be back like three days before Battleground. I also think it sends a bad message to people that cover WWE. Yes, there's going to be certain media that is bought out, that just wants access, that's going to kiss WWE's ass and get these conference calls and try to be buddy-buddy with Triple H. And they're, they're not going to call WWE out on it, and they're just going to say, okay, Roman Reigns is back, if they even put up a follow-up report. But to other outlets that don't necessarily have an affiliation with WWE, that don't give a damn about WWE, that maybe you're just putting some WWE content on to get some page views here and there, you know, I think they're going to have a different opinion, and I think they're going to be skewered in the media to some extent because here, here's a guy who, again, failed the test, and he's rewarded, you know, rewarded with a pay-per-view main event. And, and pay-per-view main events aren't what they used to be. This ain't SummerSlam. It's Battleground, but still. Well, it is still. Battleground, but the way WWE apparently is going, the direction seems to be all pay-per-views are equal pretty much except for Mania and SummerSlam. I mean... Look what we just had on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Cena and AJ Styles, which is like they said, WrestleMania. You know, that seems to be their new thing, WrestleMania quality. Mm-hmm. You have the what was going to be a, the Shield triple threat. I mean, at what was a B pay per view. So, seems like they don't care about that anymore. Um, with the thing with Roman that I think they can do is one of two things here, and that's have him in the match have him eliminated and, you know, taken out of the match somehow in the first five minutes, have, you know, Dean and Seth gang up on him and do something to him. That 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 would kind of make sense. Or because of how Raw ended last night with Dean hitting dirty deeds on him, and, and as bad as it sounds, you know, he got a concussion from it and he's out for six weeks, you know, do something to that effect and take him out of the match that way. Yeah. Because there's no way WWE can go through it putting him in this match. They're just not. I mean, I think they can, but I just don't think it's it's a good look. And to me, it's kind of a wasted angle to just have him be booked in the match and then not be there for three days. And even if you pull him, it's kind of weak. Like, I think what would have been more effective, and I know some people aren't aren't a fan of, say, like Alberto Del Rio, but I mean, if, if you were going to have him out for 30 days, you could still acknowledge publicly, hey, you know, he screwed up, whatever. But in storyline... You could have had a guy take him out. You could have had to say, okay, like Alberto Del Rio, put him in an arm bar, injure his arm, or, uh, you know, Kevin Owens, powerbomb him or something. You know, put some steam on a heel. You know, put some steam on a heel. It's not like Dean Ambrose couldn't still stand tall at the end of the night on Raw like he did. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, get an opportunity to put some steam on a heel. I don't get it. Or, you know what? I mean, I guess you don't really want to do it, but they could have had Seth just beat him. But I, I don't Two know. nights in a row. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, that probably would have gone too far. But yeah, well, you could have done something. You could have had well, like, like again, Alberto Del Rio take out his arm, or Kevin Owens attack him, or even the I hate to say the Wyatt family, but you know, or the club again, something. Well, I don't know. It, we talked about this off air. You know, don't even put him on Raw, and just have him show up after Battleground, just like Seth did to him, and just have him take out Dean, or wait until the Monday after mm-hmm. set up. Heel Roman versus Face Dean at SummerSlam. I mean, it just made all the sense in the world. Why even have him on that show last night? It just didn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense having him on the show. It just doesn't make any sense, well, I think, too. It doesn't. You, it doesn't, you know, though. Yeah. Oh, suspend uh, him. 
Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it's I'll say this: the show did pretty well as far as the ratings go. Did very well. Did did the be, did the highest num did the highest numbers since uh, WrestleMania or the night after WrestleMania? See, WWE can claim if they don't like Dean Ambrose. Well, it's because there was no NBA Finals. There was no this and that. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was hey, Dean Ambrose is champ. Let's see what happens. Did almost three and a half million viewers. That's pretty yeah. damn good. And hey, Dean Ambrose is champ. I mean, he he cashed in. He did his thing. He got a positive reaction. You know, it, it, and, that, and, that, and, that, and this is the thing with Dean Ambrose. This is a great opportunity for him now. Yeah. Because for 30 days, you don't have Roman Reigns. Here's the problem, though. You still have WWE Creative and over two dozen writers, including Vince McMahon, that can screw this up. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think in, in this case with Ambrose, you got to keep things simple. Well, his promo last night was pretty good. That's pretty good. But I think you got to keep things simple. And, and here's what you do, kids. You just have Dean win. And as long as he's getting positive reactions, you have him win more often than he loses. Because at this stage, nobody wants to see heel authority figure trying to screw over Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose having to chase the title for eight, nine months. Nobody wants to see that. Okay, if they did that originally... With Dean in the rain spot during WrestleMania season, that'd be great. But we've seen the authority and this evil authority figure stuff for what? Well, technically, like almost twenty years now. If you go back to you know the Attitude Era, but as Forever. far as with, yeah, <laughs> but as far as with this authority faction, about you know two three years now, it's got it's gotten ridiculous. It's gotten yeah. pretty ridiculous. So what I would do is do something new, do something refreshing. Do something that they tried to kind of do with Roman Reigns for 77 days and kind of failed. Match quality-wise, it certainly didn't fail. He had great matches, but he just wasn't clicking with the fans. Have Dean Ambrose be a babyface. Have him cut good promos. Have him have great matches and win. And just win. Just win. Just give him like a, like a, like a Shawn Michaels reign. Wasn't Shawn Michaels' first title reign like eight, nine months? Yep. Give him the belt. Just, just have him win. Just have him win. Have well, him overcome. Need to have him wrestle right now. And have have him overcome the odds. Yeah. And, but but instead of, and people might say, well, wait, overcome the odds. Oh well, that sounds just like what they did with Roman. Yeah, that is. But guess what? More people actually like Dean. It will work a lot better. Yes. And and another thing that that cannot be understated. You could say what you want about Dean Ambrose's selling, and honestly, I don't put it on him. I put it on the company because I understand that the company tells the wrestlers not to really sell that much because they need to showcase their moves and everything for the paying crowd that wants to see all their moves and and, and signature spots. You know, just Dean Ambrose is great at evoking emotion. Okay, he is great at evoking sympathy. Roman Reigns, and then maybe it could just be the fact that he's wearing that you know G Unit bulletproof vest. And everything, the gear I don't think helps at this point. Uh, at least as a baby face, it, it, he's just—he doesn't evoke emotion. He doesn't evoke sympathy. You know what I mean? He—he's he, kind of—it's kind of like okay, he's taking some punishment. He's taking some punishment. I mean, the only time he ever evoked any emotion, and he still got booed, but at least to some fans he did, was during a Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania 31, and that was because Brock was practically killing him. I was going to say between December of 2015 and the Royal Rumble of this year when he. Won the title in Philly. He he seemed to have a good run there, but that was it. That was it, and it just didn't work. And you know what? Lo- looking back at it, I know you and I were, were very positive on the reaction he got in Philly, 
and, yeah. and thought, hey, you know, this, this might work now. But a month later, he was getting booed again. And, and you look back at that, wow. what was the difference between that night and those couple of weeks and the last two years? Vince McMahon, the master crowd manipulator himself, a great yeah. character, one of the all-time great characters in professional wrestling. Say what you want about him. He's not only a, a great promoter, or, or maybe was. I don't know if you still consider him a great promoter or not, but a great character and a great heel. And unlike the authority, in a matter of 24 hours or so, he got his comeuppance. He got Superman punched by Roman Reigns. It was awesome. Yeah. He did a brilliant job. He almost, I don't want to say made Roman Reigns a star overnight because Roman Reigns was a star with the Shield, but he almost saved the whole Roman Reigns experiment overnight. But you can't have Vince McMahon on TV every week. You can't have Vince, Vince McMahon get Superman punched on TV every week. On top of that, it's not like they had any heels remotely at the level of Vince McMahon outside of the authority, who certainly weren't getting their comeuppance until WrestleMania. And by that point, people were sick and tired of Roman Reigns. Beyond yep. belief. At least as a babyface. So no, I don't hate Roman Reigns for some of the fanboys and fangirls that have been DMing us, okay? I just think the guy is miscast. He's very talented. I think he's miscast. And look, there's nothing wrong. You tried, okay? They gave him every opportunity. They gave him every opportunity. Turn him heel. Maybe in a year or so, he'll be a big baby face. You can give him the title. He'll make more money for the company. There you go. At the end of the day, it's about the bottom line. The bottom line is about the bottom line. And I just think, and I think a lot, a lot of people think, a lot of smart people in wrestling think, if he just turns heel, if you just let him loose, you build him up, he could probably draw you more money than he does now. And as for Dean Ambrose, the guy had a lot of had a lot of interest for a while. I, I believe the at the holiday season or, or a couple holiday seasons ago, he actually had the highest selling merch. That parental advisory shirt that he was wearing or whatever it was. He I think it was the highest selling merch of that period. And speaking of merch, real quick, I just want to plug my boy Leon St. Giovanni. You probably can't really see this, but there you go. I'm rocking my LSG shirt. He is a student of the Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey, and the ROH Dojo, and he occasionally competes on Ring of Honor television and all across the independents. Just want to send a special shout-out to him because he's doing some really kick-ass work. So follow him on Twitter. Look him up, Leon St. Giovanni, or hit me up, and I'll forward you all his info. He's a great guy, and uh, happy to support him with this shirt that you get on What a Maneuver. So look him up on Twitter and on Google there. But, yeah, so this is a great opportunity for Dean. I hope they run with them. We'll see what happens with that. But we found out, Scott, that we're going to have the WWE draft on the first live SmackDown next month. Which, which will not feature Roman Reigns. It will not, although he could get selected. Yeah. He, actually, he, he probably actually he probably will be selected. Let's, let's, not, let's not kid They're not going to select him on, on the uh, internet, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be one of the top picks. Well, that you know, that could be another interesting uh, way to turn him heel when you think about it. He doesn't get mentioned because he's suspended. He's not eligible. He Ooh. comes back, and you have possibly Shane McMahon. Well, I, you're going to have Shane McMahon and Stephanie on Raw and SmackDown. Is that pretty much guaranteed? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, th- I think so at this okay. point, or either one's going to be running at least one. You know, I mean. So so you go a week or two and, oh, come to Raw. Come to, I think they did this with Stone Cold, didn't they, back in the day? Yeah, yeah, he was kind of like the free and, agent or whatever, yeah. like the wild card. And you have Roman just spear Shane. He becomes a heel, becomes your top heel for Stephanie on Raw or SmackDown, and, and there you have it. Yeah, July 19th, Tuesday night. 
USA Network, live SmackDown, live draft. So they could do it. Yeah, it could be very interesting. Now, as far as Battleground goes, since it's taking place right after right after the WWE draft, right? Yeah. Do uh, we, do we, yes. Yeah. How do you yeah, see this card shake? The, how do you see this card shaking out? I don't know. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. I, I, I guess we're gonna have the Wyatts and um, the New Day for the tag titles, which I don't understand. That's being a that weird feud. The Wyatts left kind of as a babyface. Yeah. Uh, again, they're fighting the crowd with this one. The crowd wants to cheer the Wyatts. They want to make him heels. On top of that, Gallows and Anderson not getting a tag title shot. Yeah. Um, Unless they're building up the club versus the Wyatts, which actually would be a pretty badass program. That would be cool. Um, it kind of doesn't make sense at this point because, yeah, like you know, you said we're going to have this, you know, a couple days before the pay per view. Why not do it at SummerSlam and build up everything to it? I mean, I, I just I don't know. I mean, I guess you're going to see. Um, I, I would assume you're going to get like Dana Brooke and Charlotte versus Sasha and Paige. And then Sasha and Charlotte at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we don't get Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Oh again. God, please no! Uh, <laughs> please no! Please. Uh, you know, uh, we'll have AJ and Cena again, and we know Cena's going to win that match oh, because God. then they have to have the blow off at SummerSlam. You, you know what? I would love to see them actually get separated in the draft so Cena doesn't beat AJ. And uh, yeah, or at least it, doesn't beat AJ more than once. Yeah, you know, yeah. What's funny, um. <laughs> They actually have the show here near me uh, the Friday before the pay-per-view and currently advertised as Roman, Dean, and Seth. So I wonder if that was going to be the triple threat main event because if it is, I'm going. <laughs> uh, Card subject to change. Well, it, no, it's after a suspension, though. He's eligible what uh, that Thursday, I believe. Oh, it yeah, yeah. Back. That's right, so, yeah. Of course, it also features the vault villain. So, yeah, you take what you get. True uh, that, true that. So it, It's going to be an interesting pay-per-view. I think you're going to see just a lot of confusion because you can't, how do you book matches ahead of, t- well, I don't even know if they know what brands are like, you know what I mean? Like, are, that's what I mean, like how do you book a match now when you're going to have guys on separate rosters? Although maybe that's how you do the storyline, you know, you book every match ahead of time. And then when they get drafted, it's raw versus SmackDown basically. And all of a sudden it kind of goes from there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be, going to be interesting to see. I, I, I don't, you know what? I don't think they even know who's going to be on the each respective brand. They might so. have an idea of like the top stars. Like I think maybe initially they figured Roman on Raw, Cena on SmackDown. But with Roman's suspension, let's assume that they're not going to make Roman Reigns the main face of, of Raw now. Let's assume Dean Ambrose becomes that face. That'd be pretty awesome. I agree. That'd, that'd be pretty awesome. I know some people don't like Dean Ambrose, and but... I, I the think shame of it awesome. is they turned AJ Hill about, you know, what, four weeks too too soon, because he could have been the face overall now. Yeah, for a little while. For a little well, he while, still can be, really, as a heel. Yeah, and he, well, you know what? I would love to see him actually win the title and yeah. kind of maybe see him chase it for 16th. Well, after that podcast last night, I mean, how can you not love the guy even more? <laughs> yeah, he oh, he was great on the Stone Cold podcast. Absolutely. And speaking of podcasts, by the way, Cheap Plug actually interviewed AJ Styles about two and a half years ago. So if you dig through our TSC News archives or you could go on our Twitter page because I tweeted out earlier, you'll see that we interviewed AJ Styles actually towards the end of his TNA run right before he was going to go to New Japan. Pretty interesting. He was the TNA world champion at the time and doing a storyline of leaving the company. And lo and behold, he actually left the company. And I'd say it worked out pretty well for him, don't you think? I believe it did. Yeah. So he loved that company, though. I mean, he he made that pretty clear last night. He loved TNA. But you know, unfortunately, they didn't love him back. And nope. Yeah. Too little, too late. 
Ex- exactly. Exactly. And actually, you mentioned Paige. Paige was in the news because some sites were reporting that she got arrested. Uh, she did not get arrested. According to MLW, she got re- detained. And there was some kind of mix-up or something. I didn't have a chance to listen to MLW radio yet, but I had a buddy that, that did. And uh, essentially, the gist is her and Del Rio were, I, th- I think, at Caesars. They had a little bit of a, not a scuffle, but a altercation uh, with another couple. I guess when they went outside, the couple waited for them, and it led to the cops coming in, uh, not detaining them necessarily, but kind of like standard operating procedure, handcuffed everybody involved, and then they eventually kind of let Paige go, and we're like, all right, you know, no no worries, no issues, and then Paige and Del Rio came, to, came the next night to Raw, explained what happened, and they were like, okay. You did what you had to yeah, do. Paige got a title match, so there you go. Yeah, so you know, if it if it was something that would have, you know, been detrimental to Paige and Alberto Del Rio's reputation in WWE and something unlawful, then I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have been featured on Raw. Um, I agree. I, I'm sorry. I'm just reading some of our comments here, and I I can't believe what I'm reading about the SmackDown tapings. Oh, the SmackDown tapings are going on right now as we speak. I, That's right. Yeah, I, I can't believe that they're going to book Rusev and Ziggler again. You mean Corbin and Ziggler? No, I mean Rusev and Ziggler. That's not as bad. As, well, when's the last time Ziggler wrestled Rusev? When Lana was splitting with him. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. That was mentioned by... Yeah. Oh, boy. Man. Okay. So so what? what's the other spoilers? Come on. Give them to me. Oh, well, that's the only one I have so far. And like I said, um, I just read that in our comment section. Although apparently Zack Ryder beats Rusev because of Ziggler. So, yeah, what? Whatever. Read the comments. There's a lot I haven't of them. Seen anything online yet? Well, you, you gotta. I know, I know. I'll go. Uh, I'll go through. Lyric loves anime. Is the one who 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 commented Jesus on it. Christmas. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go. Th- you know what? Let's go through some of these comments here. And by the way, if you do want to hit us up on Skype, you can just hit us up the Sports Courier, one word, the Sports Courier, and we will get you on the line and chat with you a little bit. Just don't be creepy. Okay. Keep it clean. Yeah, keep it clean. What are they going to do with the title, King Ace asks. Well, what are they going to do with the titles? Oh, we didn't talk about this either, did we, I think? Jerry Lawler mentioned in an interview before he got <laughs> arrested, you know, a few days later with, with his... For those that don't know, he got arrested in a scuffle with his fiance, domestic scuffle, and uh, he's off TV, he's suspended indefinitely, and yeah, we'll see We'll see what happens. Not, not looking good for his future in WWE, but he mentioned in an interview a few days before that he understands that WWE is going to be doing two pay-per-views per month oh, for Raw and SmackDown. How? How? <laughs> That's the best way. You know what they should do? One pay-per-view a month, four hours long, two hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. Just... If there's if there's you one thing the wor- if there's one thing the world does not need more of, it's WWE content. I love wrestling. Well, I enjoyed winners. Raw on Monday night, but oh no no well we have a rumor of a smackdown going three hours as well so well that that i think that i believe is false actually so don't don't worry all about right, that. All right, well i hope that that is false but the, the well, two, hopefully uh... I'll, I'll say this the two pay-per-views per month is overkill for the wrestlers and oh, for the writers goodness. and for the fans but but this might actually light a fire under WWE's ass to actually do better and to be more on point. Don't don't count on that. I, I'm just uh, saying. 
Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I think I'm it's better saying... when they did it the every other month thing because it gave you, you know, huge. Oh yeah, I love that. Up. Back in the journey, I mean, I know that. Well, I mean, some of the great... SmackDown pay per views were horrible. It wasn't but... great. Oh yeah, it wasn't great business wise, but it kind of, I, I kind of like the fact that the free shows on TV of Raw and SmackDown met more in between months where they didn't have a pay per view. You know, you'd have like Bad Blood for Raw, you'd have Vengeance for SmackDown, and then you have SummerSlam, which was a dual branded pay per view. Yep. But, yeah, all right. We got Alan Wu calling, so let's get him on the line. He's our TSC contributor. Alan, you're on the air. What's up, buddy? Evening, Fred. Evening, Scott, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play that bet with you. That pay-per-view, I think, for the pay-per-views, they're probably going to do one month for SmackDown, one month for Raw. They're not. Do you think they're going to squeeze all four hours? That's a very hard sell for me and myself. I mean, have WWE creative proven that they can hold up three hours a week at a time? And you just saw the ratings. Well, well, you know what? Even with this current format, you got you to think about pay-per-view weeks, right? Let's just say you have Battleground. That's three hours, maybe more than three hours if you factor in the pre-show and if it goes long. Then you have a three-hour Raw. Then you have a two-hour SmackDown, okay? Three consecutive days. Then if you're somebody that also happens to watch NXT, and it's only a small portion of the WWE audience for Raw that watches NXT, but say you watch NXT, that's 10... 10 plus hours of WWE programming. Good God Almighty. Say what you want. These people do need rest. These people can't burn themselves out working a lot because, you know, has that thought ever occurred? You need more hours you work, the more, you know, you waste your creative juices and all over the place. It's 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 definitely well, something to think about. Yeah. You know? Well, I think with this many writers, you can put half on one show, half on the other, and it right. won't be as bad. Yeah, which is another have... big question about the draft, exactly. Which is how are you going to balance the staff? Are you going to keep it a little bit of the same, or are you going to shuffle? Maybe it is what they need, or maybe it's just you know. A I think they have separate teams. Chairs on the Titanic. They're going to have, have separate to be teams. Separate, yeah. yeah, they're going to have se- yeah, they're definitely going to have separate separate teams. And if we look at some of these comments here, let me answer the question. I, the original question that King Ace asked: What are they going to do with the title? It looks like they're going to split the titles. The th- I hate that. I do too. I'd prefer to just have one champion, kind of like they did initially with the original brand split. It only lasted a few months, but it was fun while it lasted. You know, kind of like a traveling champion, just kind of go on Raw, go on SmackDown. I think what they're gonna do, or what they would have done. Well, let's okay. Let's just assume that they're gonna keep Roman Reigns in that match at Battleground, which is ridiculously lame and, and just sends the wrong message. But let's just say they do. I could have seen them doing some type of double pin a la, and this is old as hell. I don't know if anybody's going to remember this. Breakdown 1998. September 1998. It was an Attitude Era pay-per-view. It was Kane, Undertaker, and Steve Austin. So hold on, for, let me interrupt you. When you say, does anybody remember this? You're telling, you're, you're, what you're saying is, Scott, you're old. You remember what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah, you so, would. Hey, I okay, am, let's be honest here because I remember exactly what I, happened. I do too. So I'm, I'm getting old as well. Okay. Yeah, but, but it's but, okay. your job. See, I'm just, I'm just a fan who has no life. That's, hey, <laughs> that's the hey, 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 man. This is a job. Like, it is. No, this is, you're, you're, no, you're absolutely right. Yes. 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 Hey, but we are fans at heart. And, yeah, we also have no life. But anyway, so okay. <laughs> Breakdown 1998. Look it up on WWE Network, September 1998. Uh, it was Kane, Undertaker, and Steve Austin. And Kane and The Undertaker double choke slam Steve Austin, pinned him at the same time. 
with the no, worst pin possible. Yeah, it was like each was on the one side. One on the left shoulder, one on the right with their back. Oh, yeah, with the legs, but both legs hooked, right? Oh, my God. I, I yeah. think, yeah. It was, it was like the way when they um they go, they go hit their finishing move next to the ropes, and they the, the Undertaker will pin his inside leg, and Stone Cold will put his other leg on the rope. Kind of that same scenario with both guys on each side. It yeah. was horrible. So the, the title was vacated. And it didn't split the title, so the title was vacated, and it was just some long, convoluted storyline that lasted a couple months. But the point is, I could see them doing the same type of finish nearly 20 years later, 18 years later, at WWE Battleground. And originally, I thought, oh, God, they're going to screw Dean. They're going to bury Dean. They're going to have Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns double pin him. Now, I actually think it might be Roman Reigns. Like, I, I still think they'll do the same kind of lame finish, mm. but... I think they'll actually pin Roman Reigns. I like that. I do too, because because you know the, what, keep the pin the guy that's the least over. Yeah, but there's a wild card in all this too. What? That's at SummerSlam because we know who's coming back at SummerSlam if he doesn't lose in two weeks in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, Brock Le- Brock Lesnar. Yes. Well, here's 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 the other thing. Okay, so. They let's just say they do that scenario at breakdown. Rather than vacate the title, what they do is say say Dean and Seth pin Roman Reigns, but they do it in a better way than the the stupid double pin from Breakdown '98, right? Like got both of them happen like hit high impact moves and land on each other and land on top of Roman Reigns, right? You you split right. the titles, you give Dean one title, you you keep the WWE title on Dean. You give Seth the other title. At least that way you could say the other champion's a winner. Because I don't know if you guys remember this. All right? And when I was a kid, I kind of just shrugged at it. You know what I mean? Because I, I just, you know what I mean? You, you, there's certain things you're like, whatever. Even like Katie Vick, I got the time, that whole story. Like, oh, I, thought was, I thought it was stupid, but I kind of laughed. I mean, I was like 12, 13 years old, whatever. I laughed. But but you look back now, especially now they uploaded all those classic uh, classic in air quotes, those classic Raws from the early mid-2000s. Do you know that the World Heavyweight Championship originated, well, the the, the WWE version, originated from Eric Bischoff opening up a briefcase, taking the title, That's right. and handing it to Triple H. That's right. Now it made Triple H a great heel because this prick got a world title Without doing anything. But in retrospect, especially for younger fans that might go back and look at the title history, they're just going to look and say, wait, wait, Triple H was awarded the championship? Why? As the New Day would say, why, 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 why? So at least if there's a double pin at Battleground, it's at least two winners getting the championship as opposed to Triple H. Who, oh, by the way, a month before, back then, lost to Shawn Michaels, who had been retired for four and a half years. Now, in theory, that sounds good, but wouldn't you not maybe want SummerSlam to have that second title match so you can kind of build that up as well? I mean, you can still oh, have no, it, obviously, yeah, with Seth. Yeah, you do. Oh, on yeah. His, oh, you can obviously have Seth on the one promotion, but... To be honest, I think you're going to see AJ versus John Cena for that second title at SummerSlam. Ah, so what you're oh. saying? So what you're saying is, Dean keeps the, his title because he's already a champion. Mm-hmm. But the other title, rather than immediately reward it to Seth, you do a tournament which culminates at SummerSlam, which presumably That's- would have AJ versus Cena as the last match for it in the finals. Uh, not even a tournament, but yeah, I, I would do something to that effect. 
I think it makes more sense. You could do that tournament from what would be the second live SmackDown, because presumably the first one's just going to be introductions. Right. Have that go right to SummerSlam as your main storyline, and then there you go. That'd be a hell of a main event. I wouldn't mind that at all. I still don't like the two world titles, but yeah, to answer your question, no, King Gay, sorry, I know it was a long-winded answer. That's what's probably going to happen with the world with the world titles. Well, uh, Booker, didn't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but to kind of go along with that world title question, didn't Booker T mention that you could see two tag titles, two women's titles, possibly did he? stuff I didn't, like this? I didn't, I didn't hear I'm that. Pretty, yeah, something okay. to that. They're going to oh, bring everything, God. which is even worse. I don't think they'll do a second women's. They can't. They can't. One. They can't. They really can't do a second tag title. I mean, who do you have? I mean, you have talent, but mm. the I don't know. But the, you know, we've heard rumors that the women's division is going to be on Raw, the tag on SmackDown, vice versa. So who knows? It's, it's, they, I don't think they know. Yeah, that's it's just it's just very wack, very very wacky. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. AJ Adams says, "Who likes this? The Lone Wolf versus the Viper? Oh, Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton." That could be interesting. I mean, loser has to get another tattoo, maybe. Ah, you know, I don't, you know, that could work to get Baron Corbin over a little bit. You know what? It would. I don't think. I don't think the fans want to see Randy Orton lose to Baron Corbin, though. But yeah. man, I'll, I'll say this: I know Baron Corbin's not a great worker. He might not even be a really good worker. But he, I really liked him in NXT the last few months. I, I know he's a guy for his experience level and his talent level that doesn't quote-unquote, deserve a push over to guys like Cesaro and Zayn who are significantly more... There's a lot of guys that are significantly more talented than him. But if you're going to call him up, there are ways to protect him. There are ways, like they did in NXT, to make him look like a star. And they put him in a never-ending feud with Dolph Ziggler. Which I had one guy uh, I talked to who, who did some work with WWE... Who straight up said, who joked, you know, and, and this person's a fan of Ziggler. I'm a fan of Ziggler, but, you know, he's, he's past his peak at this point as far as of being pushed and portrayed. Yep. And he said, you know, it's the kiss of death when you're feuding with Dolph freaking Ziggler. And I'm like, yeah, pretty yeah, much. But somebody mentioned to me, Baron Corbin, he, for as new as he is to the main roster, seems like a guy who just goes through the, uh, through the motions. Well, I'd be going through the motions too if I had to wrestle the same guy eight straight times. But everybody has to wrestle the same guy eight straight times. Yes, yeah, so you can only can make. I mean, look, there's. Uh, yeah, look, there's <laughs> there's there's the argument that the, that the fact that he was just programmed with Dolph Ziggler was bad to begin with, and then there's the other argument for people that are anti Corbin that say, well, he couldn't have a good match with Dolph Ziggler, so how good is he really? Well, so, you know, when he wrestles the big show next in his feud, then we'll find out. Yeah, true, true. But my point is, if you're going to call up a guy, put him in positions to look good. Well, they didn't do it with Apollo Crews. I mean, he beat Sheamus, okay. In a fluke. Whatever. Yeah, they made a fluke. He should have pinned that guy clean at like a shooting star you know, press or something. Just The vaude villains they bring up, they do nothing with them. Enzo and Big Cass are there basically because Vince McMahon loves Big Cass and... Like our friend Jeremy Bauer stated earlier on Twitter and Facebook, you know, Vince McMahon went up to Big Cast tonight probably and said, you're going to be the guy at WrestleMania 33. Oh, <laughs> you know? Probably. So, so, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it is what it is there. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. AJ Adams says, DDB creatives are goons. Manpre asks, when is Randy Orton coming back? I would imagine within a month or so. Be, yeah. Just, just in time for the DDB draft. Okay, Lil RQ loves anime. Dean will keep the title. I hope so. 
Yeah, I hope so. Well, if the ratings keep going up, or at least where they're at, I think he has to keep the zone. Yeah, and especially if he's getting positive reactions. What a novel concept. Well, wasn't the rumor also... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what a novel concept. The guy holding the title that people actually like. Yeah, I was just going to mention, you know, before the suspension came out, you know, I had read online, I'm not sure if you did, but, you know, Dean Ambrose on the B-House shows was almost outdrawing Roman Reigns on the A. Ooh. And that was part of the rumor that Roman might have had the title off of him, but now it yeah. looks like it might have been for a different reason. Uh, but either way, you know, them house show numbers go up a little bit with DNS Champ. I mean, he has five weeks, so like you said, you know, let's see. Not what a long time, but hopefully he can make the most out of it, well, much like Edge in 2006 did. Although hopefully he has a longer reign than Edge did when he first won the world title. It, it, oh, should, look, yeah. it should look really good for Dean because he's got a good several months opportunity. Nothing else is on TV until you get to August, which is the Olympics. If you're gonna need somebody for the WWE to carry above the Olympics, it should be Dean Ambrose. NBC's gonna win, but WWE wants to, a piece of the action, don't they? Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I, I I agree, and I, I think you know I think you would say we'll be a little forgiving about the Olympics, considering it's all under the same NBC Universal umbrella anyway. But yeah, they are going to definitely get hurt by the Olympics. And you mentioned Brock Lesnar, Scott, earlier. It's going to be interesting to see where he fits in, because if Roman Reigns isn't at Battleground or isn't in a match at Battleground, you could save that Shield Triple Threat for SummerSlam, which means all three guys would have to be kept on the same brand. Not the biggest fan of that. I think they should kind of be kept apart. But maybe you could do it more as like a one last battle type of thing. You know what I mean? Where where it's like winner takes all. Whoever wins, like save some, like say you know Dean's on Raw, Roman's on SmackDown. You can maybe do do something where Roman says, you know what, I'm not only gonna beat you and end this once and for all, but I'm gonna take the belt to SmackDown. So you add kind of like a the stakes. You know what I mean? It's it's a dream match. You could justify putting it at SummerSlam even if guys are in different brands it might be hurting the brand extension a little bit because you're not being totally loyal to the concept but you know we've never seen the shield triple threat fans have wanted it you could easily have shane mcmahon make an excuse and say listen we're gonna make this exception one night only all three members of the shield well you know you bring up an interesting point and i'll get alan's take on this as well is it possible wwe knows exactly what they're doing with this whole roman reigns thing knowing he's suspended knowing SummerSlam is the bigger show so, okay, we're going to tease you and say we're going to have this match at, at Battleground knowing that they're not going to have the match and build it up a little bit further. And then you make SummerSlam that much bigger because, hey, the matchup was supposed to happen, didn't happen, and now it's going to happen. Depends on what you believe in chaotic order, whatever kind of uh, whatever kind of order can come out of chaos. You know, we were talking about WWE creative here. Who knows? I mean, you're probably onto something. If WWE is going to play the card of uh, organized chaos, now could be that right time. But you know, what have we seen beforehand? This is the, perpetually what WWE has been playing into the chaos that they have through booking and whatnot. I mean. But it's not convoluted. There aren't too many levels to your thinking, so I'll give you that. Well, they, I mean, I mean, they could play real. I mean, and, and Fred, I'll get your opinion about this. They could play real life right into this, and Shane could come out and say Roman got suspended. He's out of this this match. When he comes back, Roman demands the title shot to Shane, and Shane says, "You got to earn it." And I'm not sure exactly how many weeks are in between pay per views. If it's five, six, or whatever, but maybe for three weeks, you know, he has to beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and you know, name some other people who, who could, you know, have that match potentially instead, and he has to kind of work his way back up to a degree. So it is possible that you see something to that effect as well. 
And who better to play that? real than to play than Shane McMahon? Shane McMahon came right. back and he was real real with the company. I, I I get that. I give him credit right there. So you know, I see your point. Wow. And, spe- and speaking of, I'm sorry, real quick. And speaking of the draft, and this is another thing that dropped uh, via MSL of of MLW Radio here. Uh, Ricochet, who AKA Prince Puma, who was one of the best wrestlers in the world, former Lucha Underground champion, former IWGP uh, Junior champion, Junior Tag champion, previous winner of Best of Super Juniors, I believe in 2014. He signed an extension with Lucha Underground, so he's going to be there for a while. And he's a guy that WWE is targeting. And apparently he's earning around $300,000, if not more, per year. It's pretty good money. Outside of WWE. That's, that's, that's pretty damn good money to stick around where you're at and further become a hot commodity. And yeah, maybe Lucha Underground will grow, and hopefully they'll they'll get some more international deals, particularly in Latin American countries, and uh, everything else. Um, and maybe you know, God forbid, well, they don't last. And he makes a lot of money. He collects his cash. He raises his stock even more, and then he goes to WWE and makes even more money. Lucha tapes so far in advance, though. Like you could see him on Lucha Underground for five more years. Just from the next month of tapings. Right. Although I don't think there's going to be as much of a break in the season as before. Like, I don't think there's like yearly breaks. Like, I think they're going to do only like a few months. But yeah, I mean, you're right. And from what I understand, depending on how certain contracts are structured too, even if like you say, like let's just say a sign for like a season or whatever, right? Or a sign for a year or whatever. Um, if, if I'm on for two seasons and let's just say Daddy B's interested in me and the season doesn't end until 2017... They technically can't sign me until the season's over, which is kind of restrictive. I mean, some of the contracts are restrictive there, but I think with Ricochet, I mean, he had a pretty good deal at first that allowed him some freedom. I would imagine this one does too, but man, they're paying him a lot of money, and I guess that's coming out of the El Rey network, which is essentially what's also financially backing uh, Lucha Underground. So hey, good for him. Good yeah. for him. But we talk about the WWE draft. There, there's a lot of reports, a lot of rumors out there about guys be ending up on the main roster from NXT, but also being signed to NXT and the main roster. Kurt Angle on Mark Madden's radio show revealed that he's been talking to WWE, which is really surprising because Vince McMahon was not really high on bringing him back. To be fair to Vince, Kurt Angle did kind of burn his bridges about a decade ago, did throw WWE under the bus when they tried to send him to rehab for his own good. He refused. He eventually went into Daddy sponsor rehab many years later, uh, but it seemed like Daddy just kind of didn't want to take on the problem that was Kurt Angle, constantly getting arrested in recent years, DUIs. Even though he got acquitted on a, a few of those things, it was just he was always getting himself into trouble in recent yeah. years. He's been, knock on wood, he's been out of the woods the last couple of years. He really has. Well, but the last you can bring back the ultimate warrior after everything that him and Vince went through. Oh, yeah, you could. But I, <laughs> no. I, but I think the fear that Vince had was like, oh, man, what if Kurt dies on her watch or something oh, happens? Oh, absolutely. But yeah. you know what? Honestly, you could say that about a lot of guys, man. We could say it about mm. Jeff Hardy. You could, I mean, Kurt definitely looked like he was going down that road. Yeah, but you know, here he is, and he's doing all right. And honestly, if, if, you, if you're really worried that much about somebody's health, but you want to maybe bring him back into the fold because he has some star power, make him the GM of SmackDown. And you oh. know what? He'd be under the care of WWE. And if whatever problems he has, if he still has any, I mean, I imagine he probably has some lingering medical issues as far as physically. But, you know, if he had any issues, I mean, it'd be good to be under the auspices of WWE. 
I've heard Angle talk about how brutal the WWE schedule is. I could buy. I, I would love to see him as an authoritative figure, but I think from frankly, he would probably take it down just from his. It wouldn't even be Vince having anything to do with it. It would probably be Kurt himself. What was that operation? The 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 company he worked with when he fought Rey Mysterio at that crazy card that Jim Ross called. I think he might be going for that one. Uh, oh bet, oh I think I forgot. State. Oh I know what you're talking. Oh, I forgot the name of it. Yeah, it was some awful. Oh your show TV or something. Yeah, he had some random match there. He's been having some matches here and there. I actually just watched. There, yeah, I actually just watched this match with the uh, from Rev Pro UK on their premium service. It was actually real, really well done. Shout out to Rev Pro. Uh, watched this match with Zack Saber Jr., which is really good. And man, it just he had got such a great reaction. And it was a really good match. And I just it, they had his old WB theme song, and it made me just miss Kurt Angle so much. I mean, I, we saw him yeah. at TNA for years, but I really. You know, we had the WWE music. Like, I would love to see him in WWE. And, well, and I, honestly, I think if they bring him back and they want him to wrestle, I highly doubt he's going to do a full time schedule. They'd be idiots to try to yeah. even make him do a full time schedule. It's a lose lose. Yeah. I think he's smart enough to know that even if they offer him a full time schedule, that you know, you 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 can't do that. I mean, I, I th- honestly, I think if they are going to bring him back, they're going to mutually agree. You know what? Let's keep it part time. Let's not go crazy. I think being an authority figure actually might help him a little bit too because he won't have to wrestle all the time. You, well, you, you know, special occasions. And he's a guy, you know, I talked about earlier how, like, if you want to turn Roman Reigns heel, have him start taking out a lot of the legends, kind of like do what Randy Orton did, you know, back in the day. He's a guy that could go up against Roman Reigns and have a great match and put him over. Or Dean Ambr- or whoever. I mean, you could have a great match with anybody. Nakamura. Oof. Samoa Joe again, AJ Styles. I mean, they, you know, John Cena. Actually, that's a per- oh, I mean, dude, that'd be a perfect story. John oh. Cena's first main roster match, you know, on TV was against Kurt Angle. Come full circle. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, just one time thing. I mean, it, it, it Stop and go against Jack Swagger for the uh, Angle Lock Challenge. Oh God. Okay, I tried. Yeah. You know, keep in mind, WWE is kind of bringing back former GMs now on Raw. And, you know, last time I checked, Kurt Angle was a former GM. He was former GM of SmackDown. That's true. So we could see a, a cameo and kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That'd, that'd be pretty cool. And it's also been rumored they're looking to bring back guys like Carlito, who's actually been rumored to be back for a while. But from what I understand, they offered him some pretty crappy money. And he just kind of stayed on the Indies and stayed in Puerto Rico. But... He sees what his brother and his cousin are doing. I'd stay away too. Yeah, but you know what? They could be offering him some some more money to be back in the fold. Stevie Richards, who's already in his mid forties, but if you follow him on Facebook and Twitter, the guy is in phenomenal shape. He really is. He looks great. Very healthy lifestyle. I firmly believe the guy. I'm mutual friends with a lot of guys that he's friends with. He he works with DDP Yoga. Uh, for some of you may know, I'm, I'm friends with DDP and, and friends with his webmaster Robert McLaren, who's a great guy and both great guys. And you know they have nothing but good things to say about Stevie Richards. And he looks great. He he actually I think was the first, besides like DDP anyway, and I think the Yoga Doc Craig Aaron. He was like the first like certified DDP Yoga trainer, and actually yes. he held classes and everything in, in Atlanta. On behalf of DDP Yoga, I mean he's 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 a really nice guy, really talented, one of the criminally underrated performers of his generation, and and it'd be kind of weird to see him on the main roster. I don't know what they do with him. I don't really see where he fits. But if you want to put him in like NXT to cater that hardcore crowd, you know maybe even bring back the Blue Meanie and do some BWO shtick. Why why not? I mean Stevie Richards is a guy that 
did some nice work in ROH. He recently worked with Jay Lethal. I mean, it'd be cool to see him back. And he could definitely teach a lot of young guys how to work. Stevie Richards belongs right in the social outcasts. Oh, God. Absolutely. He absolutely does. And <laughs> I think it would help. You throw the blue meanie in there. <sighs> you don't like the blue meanie? I, I like Former the Former TSC meanie. guest, the blue meanie? Come I like on. the blue meanie. The blue meanie's, you know, yeah. If you're going to do that, you got to bring back Nova. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're going to do it, yeah. let's do it, you know? True, but I'm just thinking about who else they would contact. I mean, I guess MVP. That would make sense. I've heard MVP. I've heard Jeff Hardy. I've heard, I did hear Stevie. Um, well, the Hardy boys are an interesting case because they're under contract with, with TNA. But Well, so is AJ Gallows and Anderson. Well, the, well, Not they, with TNA, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it'll be, uh, inter- we, it'll be interesting. I think they should definitely try to bring back the Hardys if they can. Uh, I, I could absolutely see them depending on Drew Galloway's contract situation, bringing him back, Drew Drew McIntyre. He has done so much the last couple of years being out of WWE, TNA champion, Evolve champion, uh, you having great matches all around the world, ICW champion, cutting oh. these awesome promos. He has turned his career around. I mean, him, Ethan Carter III, a.k.a. Derek Bateman, like those are two guys to me that if they're available – and your WWE, even if it's on the NXT level, and I think they should be on the main roster, but I'm just saying, for any part of your roster that you want to enhance, these guys would be great additions. But here's the thing. They're looking to add all this talent, right? I'm sure they're looking at, they're thinking, oh my god, we got to fill three rosters. Ah! And, and, it's, and I'm sure it's exciting for fans to say, yes, they're signing this guy, and that guy, and that guy. And you got to believe that in the Cruiserweight Classic tournament that's taking place over the next couple months, they're going to be signing guys like Kota Ibushi. They're going to be signing guys like, uh, why is my mind blanking out? Like TJ Perkins, maybe. I would, I would be shocked if Zack Sabre Jr. didn't get an NXT deal. Um, you know, they got Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, who have already been featured performers on NXT. But I still think, even with the distinct rosters, even with the separate time slots, even with the separate writing crews, they're going to run into the problem of having too much talent. I mean, not too much talent. Too much talent combined with too many cooks in the kitchen creatively. Because if they're having this issue now, adding more bodies, as, as my good friend Kevin Marshall once told me, who is a former WWE writer himself and, and now does a lot of work with Spike TV, you know, as he said... More bodies isn't necessarily going to solve the problem. Because if there's still creative issues right now, and lately it's gotten better, last couple weeks or so, you know, or even the last few weeks with AJ and Roman and all that stuff, but for the most part, they've had similar creative issues of the last decade or so. Or Really, I mean, it's gotten worse. It's gotten progressively worse the last couple of years. You know, the, the star and stop pushes, the 50-50 booking, not protecting enough guys. Are we confident that they're going to change their ways with these three distinct rosters? I mean, there's going to be guys lost in the shuffle. You know, there's going to be. I mean, it's, it's really easy well, to say you have a point there, it, but exactly. But you, that's a good question. You know, why don't you just pursue one way instead of going with the? You're you're using like a, your argument is you're using a jackhammer to do some open heart surgery. Yeah. Well, I think it, we'll keep this in mind too, guys. Drew McIntyre and EC3 are cutting anti-WWE promos in, in, in Evolve, which has a relationship with WWE already. Mm-hmm. Keep this in mind. Yeah. The rumor is the NXT roster is going to get raided by the main roster. 
Well, which, why wouldn't it? At this point, which, there's right, a lot of which is going to filter down to Ring of Honor, Evolve, so on and so forth. I mean, we've already I've heard rumors of Moose already, you know, from ROH coming into NXT. Well, going to be at the uh, Performance Center, probably going to be in NXT soon. Moose from ROH, guys. yeah. Um, I also read, and I don't know if you saw this, but Triple H said somewhere that he has like fifty to sixty talents at the Performance Center ready for TV. Or something to that, ready for NXT. Something to that effect. Well, I would hope so. I mean, they have like 60, 70 guys in the performance center alone. It's, it's I didn't insane. realize they had that many people. No, it's insane. I mean, it's been the case for a while. A lot of the guys you don't even see on TV. I mean, when's the last time you saw right. Sawyer Fulton on yeah. TV? And they don't use, honestly, they have a lot of talented women that they just don't use enough. No, well, I know they had, a, uh, and she was featured on the Breaking Ground, Aaliyah, and I believe she had a concussion, so she's been out a while, but they said she you know, uh, night and day compared to where she was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's t- and that's what's going to happen. You know, NXT might take a little step back, but... But you know what? You could sign... There's a lot of talent. Again, Zack Sabre Jr. If any of the TNA guys become available, particularly Drew McIntyre and EC3, I mean, those are great additions as well, particularly for a crowd that's, you know, based in Florida. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, if they keep Samoa Joe on there for a little while... That, that, that'll still draw. If, if Nakamura wins the NXT title and holds it for a little while before going up to the main roster, that's still a big draw. I mean, he's, he is the draw for NXT, I think, if Finn Bauer gets called up and even if Samoa Joe gets called up and all those guys. Uh, I'm trying but to you think. would assume Nakamura has to be called up as well. I mean, I would rather call him up than give him the NXT title, but right. I, think, I think it's enticing and, and intriguing to just make that match between Samoa Joe and, and Shinsuke oh, Nakamura. God. I mean, but the thing is, they're teasing Bauer versus. Nakamura, I believe he's actually advertised in Japan to wrestle Owens and uh, yes. Bray Wyatt. But I didn't see Bray, but yeah. But I would actually change one of those matches and do the Finn Balor and Nakamura match on the WWE Japan special on the network and just get that match out of the way. I mean, it's a great match. You don't want to necessarily just get it out of the way, but you know, more or less get it out of the way. And then you can do Nakamura versus Samoa Joe at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And then you, you figure it out from there. Interesting. The stars, the, the, the number of stars, the quantity shouldn't be that big of a problem. As far as I see I mean, the way we, what we've just discovered and what we cover now, I think that, that shouldn't be the major concern. It, it really does, does fall on creative and how the booking goes down and what the, the people, what the staffers, what people under Vince McMahon, what Vince does with the roster is going to still make that big difference. My, my standpoint is you are doing an extra show that is on TV it, on top of NXT. That's just that that could in and of itself be the solution. Just uh, fix some people around, fix the rotations. What you may think as shuffling the chairs on the deck of the Titanic, it might be the solution. I mean, in and of itself, the the point I'm getting at is you know Andrew Goldstein and uh, the uh, some of the greatest videos you got on Fred on your page. It's got to be Andrew Goldstein's talking about and your buddies, all of the people that work creative. That's a great discussion for you guys to look over if you really want to know what WWE's going through. Because in many ways, I don't think that much has changed. Until now, your task. I think with something- you have more writers. I mean, I think I think the thing that's changed is is especially more writers, more teams. It's harder to get Vince one on one. You know what I mean? Whereas, like I talk, you talk to Andrew Goldstein, is a former DDB writer, now a producer for Viacom, and does a lot of other projects. I mean, he, I mean, he said, you know, and, and Court Bauer said this too in an interview I did with him. It's just, yeah, you know, it was easier to get Vince in a room, whereas now it's just. It's a lot harder, and you got Triple H to deal with, which is fine. I mean, you know, you could deal with Triple H, but just again, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. 
And, you know, with, with, even with two separate riding teams, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. And here's another thing, okay? I produced a half hour to an hour of, of live TV. I had a hand. I wasn't a pro, you know, main producer. I was a production assistant and an on-air graphics operator for an MMA show for Spike a few years ago. And, you know, I also worked on a number of documentaries, things like that. But those are all kind of, you know, pre-tape, post-production, you know, kind of stuff. But I worked for a show called MMA Uncensored Live. That was anywhere from about a half hour to at times an hour live. That half hour, an hour, was pretty awesome in the sense that it was a great adrenaline rush. You know, when you hit your time cues and everything, it's great. When things go right, it's, it's awesome. When you're done and you have a good show, you feel pumped and you're like, oh my God, it, it, it actually got me. It's what got me to do these live streams because I just missed the rush of being live. But I'm telling you, it can also be nerve wracking and stressful as hell. And that's a half hour to an hour. I can only imagine WWE staff, the cameramen, the crew, the writers, the wrestlers, everybody live for three hours on Raw. And then the next night live for two hours on SmackDown with no post-production. Don't underestimate that aspect. Live might be fun for the fans. It's not necessarily going to be fun for the people backstage. A lot can go wrong. <laughs> and even if it goes right, your adrenaline's still pumping. It's still a high-octane situation. And again, factor in when you have pay-per-view weeks where you have three to four hours live. Good God almighty. Right. Some, How else are you going to sell WWE Network's uh, 24? What was that sh- name of that show where they document every craziness that goes backstage? 24, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 24. How else are you going to sell that show? How is it going to sell the network? Get it yeah. to million. Well, <laughs> not only that, but, you know, think about this, Fred. What you were talking about post-production. Does this mean superstars and main event become bigger shows now as well because you have more, more of a roster and you need more storyline? Or are they still just B-rated shows? Um, I'm sure they're still going to be like kind of like C shows for the most part, but but they will probably they might actually get better matches because bigger rosters, bigger I, rosters. I, you got to throw some yeah. people on there, you know, that want to that want to do their thing. And have, we just had a couple people actually send us some of the spoilers that have gone on. Yeah, yeah. like you said, Zack Ryder beat. Ru- oh, this is. Well, oh no, I yeah, you know, that was a main event. Rusev actually beat Zack Ryder. Ziggler was on commentary. So that's why I saw for main event. So my uh, mistake. Yeah, on that. Baron Corbin destroyed Sincara. Becky Lynch beat Summer Rae. Summer Rae needs to be featured more on TV. Seriously, she does. She's so talented. She really, and, and she's good on the mic. And Enzo and Cass defeat the Ascension. Oh, so event. so what's his name? Connor's back. Yeah, he was back on on Monday as well. Oh, was he? Yep. Okay. And then in a dark match, it was the Golden Truth beat Breeze and Fan, uh, Fandango, and oh, hopefully God. they're they're uh, they're tan. Got oh, a little God. bit better. AJ, AJ Mackin says, I want to be a WB writer. Lowry loves MMA, says AJ don't. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I, man, follow your I dreams. A, I would love to be a, a creative guy if what I say goes. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have to you do events I mean? and, and all the stress and the high yeah. blood pressure and everything. Yeah, maybe dealing with Vince, okay, but that's I don't want to deal with 26 other people, you know? Yeah. What do you yeah. think about Cody Rhodes leaving? Do you think he picked the worst time? Um, no. No, yes and no. Good. You know what? There's no guarantees he wouldn't have been lost in the shuffle anyway. And, you know, he, he's getting a lot of bookings. He's getting to wrestle a lot of guys. He, he's booked for Battle of Los Angeles at PWG, which is huge. He's booked against Kurt Angle. He's booked against Mike Bennett. 
with uh, Maria in one corner and Eden Styles, his wife Brandy Rhodes in the other corner. I mean, he's he's got some good bookings. He, he's a possible match with Steve Carino, who famously feuded with his father, Dusty Rhodes, in ECW. He's got a lot of good stuff going on. He's going to be wrestling Tommaso Ciampa. He he's he, he's got a lot going on. I think he's he'll, doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be all right, and I think he'll eventually be brought back. And yeah, I mean, I think it was Al Snow that said in a recent interview, you know, you could always come back. I don't know if that's the case for everybody, but I th- I think he can come back. He, even what was he, that thing Cody Rhodes said about uh, WWE and how everyone else, Triple H was fine with, he was fine with Vince McMahon, but he just couldn't get that conversation going with the rest of the WWE team. Oh, with the, with, the, with the writers, but the thing is, maybe the writers could have been a little nicer to them, but at the end of the day, it's Vince and Triple H who decide who gets pushed and who not gets pushed. So you could take it out on the writers, but... Yeah, I suppose. You know, you know it's, it's, it's the big bosses, the big wigs that, that make the final decisions here. And you know, whoa! What's going on? What's going on there, Alan? Huh? Is that Roman Reigns blowing up your phone? Oh, he probably is. Give me a moment here. I think he. I think he's gonna talk to Roman Reigns. You know what? That might be me actually. On hmm. that. That was me. Oh, okay. I apologize. Apparently, I was for some odd reason getting a Facebook call from someone. Really? I never got before. Yeah, wow, because that's... you said Alan, and my phone was vibrating and. I was like, that's just too much of a coincidence. Yeah, that's all. It's all creepy, dude. My phone's already burned down, so uh, I know it, was, it wasn't my phone. My phone's already burned down to work. Only a year old, and the OnePlus X doesn't really hold up. I'm probably the, think, the most ticked off phone owner. I think what it is is he was trying to call us because I sent him a link to the oh, show. Oh, so using Facebook Skype, by mistake. So it says Skype. You hit a, you up on Facebook. All right, all right. Okay, let's see right here. Oh, what's 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 this? Um, oh, that's my type. You guys want to oh, uh, you guys want to bring up the uh, Impact TNA re, re, TNA spoilers that they made Jeff Hardy go through two tables again, six sides match. Oh and my god, match. Fred, I sent that to you actually on a text. Yeah, Jeff almost missed both tables. Oh my god, you know what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care any. I don't care anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Here's how it's set up though. Jeff, being the dummy he is, set the ladder up basically on the top turnbuckle, closed, leaning against the uh, the cage, climbed up on it, dove off of it. His lower body hit the top table, which proceeded to hit the second table, but it didn't really work that good. Yeah, take it could have been worse. It, it could have been worse. The pop TV was on air this week. No, yeah, that's true. Huh? All right. Well, we'll answer one last question here. Where the hell has the Miz been? Well, if you watched Raw, you'd see that he is still filming his movie, The Marine Five. Why does Deadly feel the need to have the Marine Five? I I don't know, but he's getting that money. He said to actually be a really nice guy behind the scenes. My good friend Paul Lazenby actually worked with him on, I believe, The Marine Four and a couple of that whatever that Christmas movie was. I don't remember that Christmas movie. But oh, with Paige. Yeah, yeah. Paul, but Paul worked with Miz on a couple occasions. Had nothing but great things to say about the guy. So I'm happy for him. He's doing all right. He's got a beautiful wife. He's still Intercontinental Champion, and I expect him to eventually drop the title. Look, if they want to do a honky tonk man reign kind of thing with him, I'd rather have that title be he- be held you by know? somebody a little bit more credible. But I, I gotta say, he's been pretty entertaining in this role. You know what? It's funny that you just said that. Why is that? Because he will be back in time for SummerSlam, and you could have him come out and do the exact same thing they did in 1988 with the Ultimate Warrior. You could have 
Finn, him do an open challenge on his first night back and have Finn Balor come out, Samoa Joe come out, Nakamura come out. Kurt Angle? Oh, my Kurt God. Kurt Angle come out and beat him for that title, and it would be amazing. That is true. It could very well happen. And that would, even though it's been done before, it makes perfect sense. That's why they keep the title on him. True that, true that. Well, on that note, I think we're going to head out, but this was fun, Alan. This was fun, Scott. And, folks, now I want to hear from you. Did I not get to your comments and, and questions tonight? Do you want me to answer something on Twitter or maybe in the next podcast or so? Did you enjoy this conversation and want some more? Maybe you want to check out some of our exclusive interviews with your favorite stars like Austin Aries, AJ Styles, Booker T, Mick Foley, you name it. Subscribe right here to TSC News. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the like button. Please share this with all your friends. If you want to download this podcast, you can on soundcloud.com slash TSC News or iTunes just by searching TSC News. And, well, what else can I say other than take care, like, and share. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, everybody, as always, enjoy the matches. And as a certain WWE talent that has a 30-day vacation would say, believe that.